Section 18 Thou shalt be recompensed Chapter 85 The Reward Here and Hereafter If parents gave their children the proper education, they themselves will be made happy by seeing the fruit of their careful training in the Christ-like character of their children. They are doing God the highest service by presenting to the world well-ordered, well-disciplined families who do not only fear the Lord, but honor and glorify Him by their influence upon other families, and they will receive their reward. Believing parents, you have a responsible work before you to guide the footsteps of your children, even in their religious experience. When they truly love God, they will bless and reverence you for the care which you have manifested for them and for your faithfulness in restraining their desires and subduing their wills. There is a reward when the seed of truth is early sown in the heart and carefully tended. Parents should labor with reference to the future harvest while they sow in tears, amid many discouragements, it should be with earnest prayer. They may see the promise of but a late and scanty harvest, yet that should not prevent the sowing. They should sow beside all waters, embracing every opportunity both to improve themselves and to benefit their children. Such seed sowing will not be in vain. At the harvest time, Many faithful parents will return with joy, bringing their sheaves with them. Give your children intellectual culture and moral training. Fortify their young minds with firm, pure principles. While you have opportunity, lay the foundation for a noble manhood and womanhood. Your labor will be rewarded a thousandfold. In the Word of God, we find a beautiful description of a happy home and the woman who presides over it. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. What greater commendation can be desired by the mistress of a home than that which is here expressed? If she looks to God for her strength and comfort, and in his wisdom and fear seeks to do her daily duty, she will bind her husband to her heart and see her children coming to maturity, honorable men and women, having moral stamina to follow the example of their mother. The great stimulus to the toiling, burdened mother should be that every child who is trained aright and who has the inward adorning the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, will have a fitness for heaven and will shine in the courts of the Lord. Heaven and earth are no wider apart today than when the shepherds listen to the angel's song. Humanity is still as much the object of heaven's solicitude as when common men of common occupations met angels at noonday and talked with the heavenly messengers in the vineyards and the fields. To us in the common walks of life,
heaven may be very near. Angels from the courts above will attend the steps of those who come and go at God's command. The life on earth is the beginning of the life in heaven. Education on earth is an initiation into the principles of heaven. The life work here is a training for the life work there. What we now are in character and holy service is the sure foreshadowing of what we shall be. The service rendered in sincerity of heart has great recompense. Thy Father which seeth in secret, himself shall reward thee openly. By the life we live through the grace of Christ, the character is formed. The original loveliness begins to be restored to the soul. The attributes of the character of Christ are imparted, and the image of the divine begins to shine forth. The faces of men and women who walk and work with God express the peace of heaven. They are surrounded with the atmosphere of heaven. For these souls, the kingdom of God has begun. They have Christ's joy, the joy of being a blessing to humanity. They have the honor of being accepted for the Master's use. They are trusted to do His work in His name. God desires that heaven's plan shall be carried out and heaven's divine order and harmony prevail in every family, in every church, in every institution. Did this love leaven society, we should see the outworking of noble principles in Christian refinement and courtesy, and in Christian charity toward the purchase of the blood of Christ, Spiritual transformation would be seen in all our families, in our institutions, in our churches. When this transformation takes place, these agencies will become instrumentalities by which God will impart heaven's light to the world and thus, through divine discipline and training, fit men and women for the society of heaven. In your work for your children, take hold of the mighty power of God. Commit your children to the Lord in prayer. Work earnestly and untiringly for them. God will hear your prayers and will draw them to Himself. Then, at the last great day, you can bring them to God, saying, Here am I and the children whom Thou hast given me. When Samuel shall receive the crown of glory, he will wave it in honor before the throne and gladly acknowledge that the faithful lessons of his mother, through the merits of Christ, have crowned him with immortal glory. The work of wise parents will never be appreciated by the world, but when the judgment shall sit and the books shall be opened, their work will appear as God views it and will be rewarded before men and angels. It will be seen that one child who has been brought up in a faithful way has been a light in the world. 
It cost tears and anxiety and sleepless nights to oversee the character building of this child, but the work was done wisely, and the parents hear the well done of the master. Let the youth and the little children be taught to choose for themselves the royal robe woven in heaven's loom, the fine linen clean and white, which all the holy ones of earth will wear. This robe, Christ's own spotless character, is freely offered to every human being. But all who receive it will receive and wear it here. Let the children be taught that as they open their minds to pure, loving thoughts and do loving and helpful deeds, they are clothing themselves with his beautiful garment of character. This apparel will make them beautiful and beloved here and will hereafter be their title of admission to the palace of the king. His promise is, They shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. I saw a very great number of angels bring from the city glorious crowns, a crown for every saint, with his name written thereon. As Jesus called for the crowns, angels presented them to him, and with his own right hand, the lovely Jesus placed the crowns on the heads of the saints. In the same manner, the angels brought the harps, and Jesus presented them also to the saints. The commanding angels first struck the note, and then every voice was raised in grateful, happy praise, and every hand skillfully swept over the strings of the harp, sending forth melodious music in rich and perfect strains. Then I saw Jesus lead the redeemed company to the gate of the city. He laid hold of the gate and swung it back on its glittering hinges and bade the nations that had kept the truth enter in. Within the city there was everything to feast the eye. Rich glory they beheld everywhere. Then Jesus looked upon his redeemed saints their countenances were radiant with glory. And as he fixed his loving eyes upon them, he said with his rich musical voice, I behold the travel of my soul and am satisfied. This rich glory is yours to enjoy eternally. Your sorrows are ended. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. I saw the redeemed host bow and cast their glittering crowns at the feet of Jesus. And then, as his lovely hand raised them up, they touched their golden harps and filled all heaven with their rich music and songs to the Lamb. Language is altogether too feeble to attempt a description of heaven. As the scene rises before me, I am lost in amazement.
carried away with a surpassing splendor and excellent glory, I lay down the pen and exclaim, Oh, what love! What wondrous love! The most exalted language fails to describe the glory of heaven or the matchless depths of a Savior's love.